You're listening to The Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Training Podcast. My name is Delany Williams and I am joined by Landry Holmes. Hey Delany, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing okay, how about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm excited about talking about this session today. Good. You know, Landry, this session, this is this episode that we're talking about is going to be session three in unit one. And the title is Creation Glorifies God. And so as we mentioned in our first session of unit one, we talked about some new enhancements that were going that were coming for you know, as we were starting in Genesis again. And one of those enhancements is that each unit, there's a week in each unit where we have a doctrine or what we're calling the big truth session. And so this week is actually our first big truth um, session. And so the big truth session is going to go or take, if you will, the um, big picture question and answer go into more depth with that as well and so they tie in very very closely and so another reminder about our big truth sessions is that listeners may see that they are not necessarily in chronological order meaning our reference for today for this session is psalm 19. we have been in the previous sessions in genesis 1 and 2 And so we're going to skip ahead to Psalm 19 for this week, and then we will go back for Unit 2, Session 1, back to Genesis. And also, we do want to make sure to make that clear to eliminate any confusion as you're looking at your leader guide. And so, as we talk about, as I already mentioned, the big idea for the session, um, the title is Creation Glorifies God, and it's found in Psalm 19. The big idea we want to remember is that everything everything exists to glorify God. And that we have already talked about God's glory and seen God's glory in the first sessions of the unit. But in this session, we're going to really focus on that and spend more time to make sure and to help boys and girls to understand that. And then in Psalm 19, this is an important reaffirmation of creation glorifying God. And that we want, when we glorify God, we make much of Him. And we want to, um, we want to make Him known. And what is true about Him, we want to make that known to others as well. And so, lots to discuss with this session, with especially with it being our first big truth session. And so let's go ahead and move along to the part of our podcast where we talk about some time, some activities that may need a little extra prep time or either instructions. And so I'll go ahead and start with some of our preschool resources. And the first one will be in our babies and toddlers leader guide. And Landry, our babies and toddlers they are in there's an activity that they are painting with babies they're making ziploc bag art and so want to go ahead and let our teachers know we're painting this week um 
also want to are, are, give... you say that you say that Delney as if you think that they got to really uh, psych themselves up to paint with babies and toddlers. Well, just speaking from experience um, <laughs> as a as staff member and all from former staff member, remember when you're expecting us to do what with this agent? <laughs> so yes, there is, but it like you said, it's. I hope that you don't, our um, listeners and our teachers don't necessarily feel like they have to, you know, get prepared and they're like, oh no, we're painting that it's more exciting. Like, yay, we get to give babies and toddlers an experience that maybe they haven't had in a while. And so they're going to be painting in with the paint inside the Ziploc bag. One tip that I want to share with our leaders is you may want to double bag the bags, the Ziploc bags. So put one bag inside the other one just to ensure there aren't tears and or they do not get punctured. Also, remember that you do, don't Do you have, think, Delaney, this is the week to spend a little bit more money and get the freezer bags? Yes, yes. This <laughs> is definitely one of those great point, Landry. A free, two freezer bags, I would do that. And two, re- reminding people that a little paint goes a long way. So you don't have to fill the whole bag with paint. You know, just a little will go a long way. Also, in the leader guide, it suggests using glitter paint. And I know some people would prefer, some people uh, you know, may not have glitter paint. And so if you don't have glitter paint, washable paint, any type of temper paint will work just as well. And so that's with our babies and toddlers. And then with in preschool worship, there's an activity where we are stamping circles. And so you'll need to collect some different size containers, the round containers. It could be maybe some empty food containers or plastic paper or foam cups or lids. And what it, the goal of this is they're going to be making different circle shapes and and stamp them on their paper with paint to resemble the uh, moon and sun. And so as they're doing this, you can talk to them about how everything glorifies God. And so just a reminder, if you do use empty food containers, be sensitive to children that may have allergies in your class to make sure that you're not exposing them to um, any possible allergens that could still be with that container. In the, with the residue. And so we're painting with um, young or in preschool worship as well. And then in older preschool, in that leader guide, we're experimenting with prisms. So you may not have prisms, but you're looking to invest in some. You can find some very affordable ones online, or you can get them at teacher supply stores, or you could even use old CD, um, old compact disc. Those work. Um, great for prisms as well. And so that those are just a few of the activities I wanted to highlight that may need a little extra prep time for our teachers um, as it relates to our preschool activities. But Landry, could you share with our listeners about our kids' activities? Sure. In the older kids' Bible study, uh, the session starter two uh, on the spot talent show, uh, just, you know, you just might want to be prepared with giving kids some examples of different talents. Um, and 
also just emphasize um, that that whatever they choose uh, is okay and and just affirm them and uh, you know you might give suggestions like juggling or um, just any kind of example of a talent. A lot of times kids think that, well, I can't do that because I don't play an instrument or I don't sing. Well, there's other things that they can do. And so think of examples. And it, the more you know the kids in your group, the better you know what they're good at, what talents that they have. Um, help kids to value each other and to encourage one another and downplay any kind of comparison or uh, competition because that's not really what this this is about. So on the spot talent show, you're really just again, uh, we're focusing, and I've I've mentioned this before in another podcast. We're focusing on God, and that's what's so exciting about this big truth session is that we're focusing on God's glory. And gives us such a wonderful opportunity to pause as we're talking about creation and again point to the Creator. And I think we just need to over and over remind ourselves we're pointing to the Creator. Um, one of the activity choices for older kids' Bible study is see this postcards. Uh, just to make a suggestion, it says to use a blank postcard. If you don't have that readily available, you could use a larger size index card. Uh, like the the four by six size index cards, or just take cardstock and cut it into um, four pieces that that gives you uh, uh, about the right size to use. So don't spend a lot of time trying to find blank postcards. If you don't have them readily available, just try something else. Again, cut some cardstock or 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 get some larger size index cards. Move into kids worship. There's a demo. Uh, that's I think can be a lot of fun and it calls for a flashlight that is not very bright it calls for uh, a bright lamp and it also calls for an ultra bright light like a spotlight kind of light um, and so you know just consider uh, in order to make it better you, you know turn off the lights or dim the lights but if you have outside windows or even windows that face a a bright hallway. Uh, consider blacking those out temporarily uh, if you need to. Again, just like in any case when you're with children, don't be in a room alone with children. You need other adults, especially if you cover up the windows. And um, But another thing that you can do, like with the f flashlight, there are some flashlights, and I have one, uh, that you can actually adjust the brightness from um, and the focus of it, you could, you know, maybe that'll work. But it's also fun to have three different kinds of lights. And you think, well, how do I get a flashlight that's not very bright? Well, I've got an idea for you. Get your four-year-old grandson to turn it on and leave it on after he goes home, and you don't find it for a day because it's under the kitchen island. That's a good way to get a flashlight not very bright. Landry, are you speaking so, from experience? Yes. Is that a personal illustration or? It is a, yes, uh, that is a personal illustration. I, I have a four-year-old grandson who loves flashlights, but he leaves them on wherever he goes. So I, after he goes home, I got to remember to find that flashlight and turn it off because he'll turn it on. And just like any 
four-year-old. He has a very short attention span, and he uses it, and then he's done with it, and he goes on to the next thing and doesn't turn it off. Um, going to midweek. Mid uh, sorry, I got all all uh, concerned about my flashlights there. <laughs> going to, going to midweek, Delaney, um, we're continuing to look at discipline, spiritual discipline, and continue to look at the spiritual discipline of worship. And, uh, you know, we're building on creation, glorifying God, and we'll be looking at Romans 1. Now, Romans 1, in fact, we'll, we'll be beginning with verse 18. If, as you read that, it talks about a, a concept that we don't often talk with kids about, and that is the wrath of God. Um, it's important for kids to begin to hear, you know, that God is a just God, and God... Uh, God does get angry, but he does not sin. And uh, so, you know, just briefly talk about what God's wrath means, because that is in the passage. Uh, and just remind them that, that God is not sinful like us, but when God gets angry, he is right to get angry. And his anger is always directed toward sin. That's why God gets angry. That's why when we think about the wrath of God, it is because he directs that anger at sin. And God does not sin. So I wouldn't spend a lot of time with that, partly depending on the age of the kids that are in midweek. But it's important for kids to understand God's character as scripture uh, explains God's character and that is part of God's character um, it's, I would not use it as a scare tactic at all because also we need to reinforce the character of God as love because God is a loving God he's a just God he's a God who gets angry at sin, but he also is a loving God and a caring God, and we need to focus on that. and not. So our job there is not to scare kids, but to just teach them the truth uh, as we're helping them understand the God whom we worship. Great word. Thank you very much, Landry. I appreciate you sharing that. You know, we talked about this a little bit earlier um, but g segueing into our next, our next part in, of our podcast where we talk about what stands out to us about this session or maybe really what excites us about this, set, um, this session. And so I'll share mine first and then Landry, if you'll be thinking about, and then you can share with something that excites you about this session. Um, you know, I think about with this being our first big truth session i'm excited just to see the big truth session being used and how the boys and girls are going to be able to grasp that and understand it and then also apply it to their lives and i, I do want to say something particularly to our preschool teachers because you know, when you're thinking about big truth or doctrine, what in the world, how are we going to teach this to preschoolers? 
I, I want to let them know and encourage them to know that we were very purposeful and intentional in the way that we, um, we approach this big truth and that we approach all of the doctrines and big truths is that we're true to scripture and at the same time re- knowing how preschoolers, their characteristics and how they learn, we worked very hard to make sure that there is, um, that they're able to understand this, that it's on their level and they'll be able to understand it and also um, apply it to their life. So that's what I'm really excited about. When we first started talking um, about this, what, probably two years ago, about creating these big truth sessions, I was skeptical about how are we going to do this for preschool? How are we going to do this for elementary kids? Uh, how do we teach them uh, doctrine? And you know, how is this going to fit with the chronological approach of the Gospel Project? And, and uh, I want to just commend the editorial team and our writers who came together with passion and with figuring out how to do this and that it was important to do it because we want to teach kids doctrine and theology in a systematic way, in a way that they can understand it. And we've done some of that through the years with the big picture questions and answers. And this just takes that a step further and really helps focus again on who God is and uh, on those big truths that God wants us to know that we learn from his word. And it just helps us kind of put a, a, a microscope on, on those truths that we'll touch on and we've touched on and we talk about in the different Bible stories, but it just allow, allows us to focus on it uh, every unit when we have these big truth sessions. So that's what excites me is the opportunity to teach kids theology and doctrine in a way that they can understand it so they're not afraid of doctrine. They're not afraid of theology because there are adults who are afraid of that uh, and, and feel like, well, I've got to have a, a PhD in theology to understand it. No. No, you don't. As a, even kids can begin to understand it because they are big truths from God's Word. Great word. Great word. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. And I think our listeners do as well so that they know and understand and hear that thought process that goes into it. And like you said, even two years ago, you know, that began. And so there really is, um, we really are purposeful and, and prayerful in everything that goes into our curriculum that we're able to provide for churches. Thanks for listening to this week's Leader Training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.